0: Welcome to Ethical ELA, a podcast about teaching English language arts, emphasis on the language and the arts. In this episode, we will discuss the monthly five-day writing challenge. This will be our eighth month and the next five-day challenge begins tomorrow. So I thought I would invite a valued member of the challenge, Glenda Funk, who hosted our December writing challenge, uh, to talk to us a little bit about what it's all about. Glenda is a National Board Certified Teacher with a Master's in English Literature. She taught English and speech for 38 years and worked as an adjunct instructor at Idaho State University and the College of Southern Idaho. And she just retired in August, 2019. Congratulations, Glenda. And as part of the writing challenge here, she well, we'd like to have members host the different months. So we have different people writing the prompts and giving mentor texts. And so Glenda hosted the December one and tomorrow is the February challenge and Allison Berryhill of Iowa will be hosting that one. So sit back and enjoy our conversation. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about. I, you know, I have a couple questions. I told you I'd ask you about. Um, so we're starting our uh, February writing challenge tomorrow, and I thought it would be helpful if we talked a little bit about what it is and shared it with any teachers who are thinking about joining. So I have some questions. Are you ready? I am. Okay. Question number one: How did you initially get involved with the five-day writing challenge?
1: Well, last March, toward the end of the month, um, Anna Roseboro posted an invite that you had created, I believe, uh, up on Facebook. And at the time, I was thinking about who I was going to end up writing poetry with because in 2018, uh, I did the... April National Poetry Month poem a day and there were several individuals who were holdovers from the Slice of Life Story Challenge from March who all wrote poetry in April too but none of the people that I had been uh, forming a bond with in terms of writing poetry were going were planning to write poetry in April of uh, 2019 and so when I saw that uh, Anna posted the invite from from you, I decided to go ahead and sign up for that. And I'm really glad that I did. I still posted the poems that we wrote in April over on my blog, but I did not have a community of people also posting. That happened in December as well with with a haiku a day. Mm -hmm. There was only one other person that I was writing with. And so it wasn't like a community feeling, but that's how I ended up getting
0: started. Well, I'm so glad that you did. And so thank you. I think sometimes starting is the hard part, but then, you know, persisting is also another challenge. So why do you think you've been, you know, why is it why have you made it a priority to kind of stick with it each month and come back to it, even when you're on vacation?
1: Well, I look at poetry pretty much the way I look at other writing, as you know, articulating ideas, and I love poetry. I've loved poetry. I, I've tried to think back and I think my all my life, but I've never considered myself a creative writer. I've never considered myself a poet. I'm a firm believer, however that in order to write well in your genre of choice or the one you prioritize, it's a really good idea to get better at writing well in other genres. Or at least practicing them, it's sort of like being an athlete who conditions uh if you're if you're a football player, you know then maybe you wrestle too in the winter or you play basketball in the winter you You don't just do one thing when you do one thing then you're you're one dimensional as far as your writing goes and And I have the time and i I don't know I've just read more poetry, I think of poetry as argument. And I think of it as a good way to to introduce ideas and introduce historical moments. And I've I've always loved it. We had when I was in high school um a speech event that that's called Poetry Interpretation. And we don't have that in Idaho here. I grew up in Missouri. They might have it in Oklahoma. I, I don't know. Um and, and high school competition. And that's when I really started getting introduced to um, a broader range of poetry, I remember hearing someone, I, may, I think from my high school, actually did an interpretation of Gwendolyn Brooks' uh, poem, Lovers of the Poor. And I started thinking about poetry in that way. We didn't study much poetry when I was in school. I don't have memories of studying poetry, but I just always liked it. And then in college, I really started liking um satirical poem poems and I remember in my 17th and 18th century lit class loving poems like Mac <laughs> And you know the satirical <laughs> stuff I love that stuff so um and uh soliloquy of the Spanish oyster I don't know why those two pop into my mind but I've just always loved it and
0: well I'm happy that Ethical Ili that 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 the five-day challenge has been sort of a place to come back to that. And what I have found is that in the mentor poems, I'm always discovering something new because the people who lead, who host it each month offer, you know, insight into their favorite poets, just like you did right now. And then also the original poetry that's being written is a place to kind of come back and discover how, uh, the poet and the person offers us something new each month that I just, in my mind, like it doesn't exist. And then one day I get up and I read the post and I think all of a sudden here's all these poems that didn't exist, you know, 24 hours ago. And and it's a beautiful experience to come and see them each month. So for me, that's what also brings me back to it each month.
1: I think it's just poetry, it's just a, a really good way to find some kind of comfort and peace in a world that feels so chaotic and I find myself thinking about poetry when I'm reading something else or I've I noticed poetic language and one of my goals in my own writing for many years is to have is to have a type of lyricism in my essay writing to to try to hone in uh, to language that's poetic I I think that we do students a disservice when we Think of poetry as apart from other forms of writing, because to me the the best essayists are people who write in a real lyrical way that has you know there's a musicality to the essay as well, and I think that's one of the reasons why we we like their their essay that that essay writing, so I think about all kinds of writing as as borrowing from poetry and incorporating poetic techniques and and i like playing around with those kinds of things in writing and i think i got that probably more from my rhetoric background than from my english background because in public speaking if you think about the great public speakers and the speeches that we love you have parallelism and you have sound devices alliteration you have things that make those speeches memorable because they they fall on the ear and we don't read a text we're not looking at that so we have to have another way to remember them and that and poetry is a way to do that because we remember lines of poetry you know that 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 speak to us in the same way so that's probably where it all came from but Mm -hmm. you can't add those things into your writing if if you're not studying poetry or if you're not thinking about not just what a poem says or what an essay says but how it says it and mm-hmm. and, I, and I like the intentionality of how a piece of writing says what it says as much as I like what
0: thinking about what it says mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense or not but It does. Well, what strikes me most is, you know, this idea of lyricism and lyricist and the musicality of the writing. And and I do think I do think that if we do not include the reading of poetry and the writing of poetry in our classrooms, we are missing out on helping our students notice the art of the language. You know, if we focus too much on English and correctness, I think we miss on the artistic quality of creating communication and, and in the essays and the papers that we write can become in fact art and have like a beauty in the, in the reading of it and the message of it. And in poetry, just when you write enough poetry, well, from my perspective, I feel like in during the five day challenge, I just start to see the world in a different way. And I even start communicating in a more lyrical way. I just, have more musicality in my way of being when I'm writing poetry, which is a very odd, surprising thing that I noticed in doing this every month is I start to notice how it impacts my way of thinking and my way of being.
1: Yeah, the NCTE published a book a long time ago called Both Art and Craft. I'm looking on one of my bookshelves here to see if I can find it. I have it somewhere. I did not give away my professional library when I retired. <laughs> uh, I couldn't do it. I kept thinking, but maybe I'm going to want to read this stuff again, or maybe I'm going to want to read this book I never finished. And, but I don't know where that book is. Maybe I loaned it to someone and it didn't return home. It may be downstairs on another shelf. But I remember <laughs> reading that book and thinking, "I love this. I love this idea." That it's not just, it's not just. I, I struggle with the whole idea of writing just to write, just to say I've written something. There has to be an intention behind it, and 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 thoughtfulness uh, about how I put those words on the paper. I should probably Mm -hmm. be a little bit more careful about that on Twitter and Facebook, (laughs) you know, but uh, a little bit more like Mary Oliver or something and, you know, and go outside and take a deep breath and look at the mountains for a moment before responding (laughs) at times, but maybe in time as I get older and, and, and worn out,
0: maybe I'll be better at that. (laughs) I like the feistiness of it, Glenda.
1: (laughs) Listen, I come naturally and I've been thinking a great deal about this. Uh, I, I think there's something about growing up in Southwest Missouri and being a Missouri hillbilly that sort of makes you that way because all my friends on Facebook, I went to high school with all the females I'm still friends with, they're that way. And the ones I'm no longer Facebook friends with, in large part it's because they're that way too. <laughs> I didn't want to see what they were posting. I thought, I don't need this in my life. It's not adding to uh to my decompression, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's adding to my stress, so I'm done with it. And you know, an egg is an egg. <laughs> I
0: don't know if you That's saw right. that
1: one or not. <laughs> if you saw my post about with that article.
0: I did not see that, yeah, but I will, I will take me. a look.
1: Don't tell me that an egg is not an egg. It's um, a friend from high school who actually won a Pulitzer. And she's a journalist. And you know, we went to high school together and graduated together. and And we're very much alike when it comes to our personalities and snarkiness. She's probably a bit more gifted than I am, though. <laughs> <laughs> she's a good writer.
0: Well, I am looking forward to going uh, back into the five-day challenge tomorrow and to find some decompression and some joy. I wonder if you want to leave our listeners with some advice. So if it's their first time doing the five-day challenge, what kind of advice do you have for them?
1: Well, one thing I would say is that people are friendly and they're not going to say anything negative to you. They're looking for the good, they're looking for ways to support one another. And I really appreciate that. And so we all, all of us who participate in the challenge know that things are time sensitive and no one is expecting perfection. And you might only have 10 minutes to jot a few lines. The idea is that whatever we write there and put there is first draft writing and and it's done you know pretty quickly i would say at times even on an impulse because we don't have a, a chance to mull over the prompt you know all day long especially if you're at work my situation is a little bit different now but we all get the except for sarah we mm-hmm. and the person who is our host for the week we all get the prompts at the same time we don't know what's coming in advance so we're all in it together and and i think that that's really nice and, and you can comment or not comment on someone's but don't just do a drive-by don't just post <laughs> and run the, i call that a drive-by yeah
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i think that that's the, the key yeah i think the key is to to do is for it to be reciprocal you know if you do some writing to honor another writer by showing them that you have read their work um in some way just mirroring like i heard you or, this is what i heard or this is what i noticed and and i think that is why it's such a such a community because i go to those spaces to work on my own writing but I also go to those spaces to visit with friends and I, I may have told you this before but I feel like going visiting with friends each month like we're coming back together we get to learn more about each other but I also just feel like it's a safe space where I belong for a few days and um and that it's a judgment-free place you know
1: yeah and you find you have things in common with people that you you didn't realize you know Kim and I have noticed that we have we have a lot of things in common and and we have people at all levels of our lives you know some of us are older and and others are just getting started with their careers so it becomes a way to I think for someone of my generation to support young teachers but also to you know to find a community of people who have art might be you know where i am susie is a retired educator as well anna is a retired educator you know and when you move into that space of being the retired person the the scary thing is the question of you know what is your place anymore do you even have a right to have a place and and i think that community of of writers with the poetry where everything is right there on the screen and we're not navigating to another place, you know, has a way to, uh, at least for me, helping me feel as though I still have some kind of relevance in education. and mm-hmm. You know, you, because it's not an easy thing to do to just say, okay, I'm retired now. That's the end of my 38 year teaching career and now hmm. i must be something entirely different from what i've been the past 38 years i hmm. i don't work that way my i i can't hmm. turn that part of myself on and off with a click
0: yeah so, you know and nor do we want it to be that way when that's what also one of the things i love about it is that we benefit from one another's academic education teaching experience but we also benefit from each other's lived experiences as well and there's a place for everyone there
1: Yeah, people are people are really honest and 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 they self-disclose in ways that uh, are a bit discomforting for me i'm one of those people that other people think of as uh, being conversational but i can be conversation conversational and say very little if that makes sense you know and so one of the things that I find now that a few months have passed that I'm thinking about is you know other people have been so honest and raw in in what they say about their lives and Mm -hmm. what they're willing to disclose and I need to be a bit more that way myself and and allow, you know, um, um, allow and think of myself as having the freedom to say some things or even write about some some things that are that are difficult for me to to think about and write about. Um, hmm. I've always been the kind of person and this is a, a character flaw. And I think in myself, but I'm not good at managing it. Uh, you know, thinking, well, how can you, if if you're not a perfect parent, and if you're not a great parent, then 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 um, how can you be an educator, and and you know, and 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 if you if people don't perceive you as being an ideal parent, and I, mm. I'm far from being an ideal parent. Uh, I have two grown children, and you know. Um, I think I've always been a better teacher than I was a parent, so I'm. I I have a lot of secrets, <laughs> but they, <maybe, laughs> you know, they might. Some of them might find their way out a little bit uh, later. I don't know. We'll see.
0: <laughs> well, I do think the the writing has a way of uncovering certain things and discovering, and that's also the benefit of the five day. Pan- challenge so I do set up I do know what the topics are but when I wake up in the morning you know once the challenge begins and I get writing I don't know what I'm gonna write and sometimes I'm really surprised by it so when just in December you you hosted December correct and you had a post about so I learned about the fab or the fib huh. yeah the Fib. yeah, yeah. The fib. The Fibonacci poem, which I had never heard of before, and it is, you know, uh, however many lines that you wish, but it was essentially six lines, one syllable, one syllable, two syllable, three, five, eight, a total of 20 syllables, and I wrote a poem that completely surprised me. It was 11 words, and it was essentially about how I do not have children, and can I read it to you? Yes. Okay hips sway beyond iliac crest ilium curves distend barren decanted verse and i some people i think i had like seven or eight comments on that and people responded in different ways some said the hips sway felt sensual you know kind of sexy and then some were reading it more closely and said what is this about You know barren what is this decanted it feels like an emptiness you know and i i didn't know really what i was thinking about at that time but it really resonated with me as i was discovering it and trying to play with the the syllables and and really the lyric of it and i just uncovered something that i had been worried about or thinking about but the support of all the writers which were women was very comforting for me and i was uncomfortable as you were mentioning you know in in initially and even sharing it once i realized what i had written but i'm so glad that i did because of the, the, the comfort and the support that i received from everybody um in just those you know 11 words so thank you so much for that it was really a precious gift to have that fibonacci prompt that day Well, a special thank you to Glenda Funk for joining me on this episode of Ethical ELA. You are a valued member of our five-day writing challenge. And even though I wrote with you for months before I ever met you in person, I consider you a friend and a mentor. And I just really appreciate your presence and commitment to the blog and to the writing and to all of the community members. And thank you so much for being here today. That is all for today, teacher friends. Go to ethicalela.com for more information about the five-day writing challenge. And while you're there, click around for ideas about developing writing workshops in your classroom, a choice reading program. There are also some middle and young adult book lists for you to check out, and even a few posts about minimizing grading and doing more feedback-based assessment practices. Well, I hope that we will see you tomorrow on Ethical ELA for our very first day of the February Writing Challenge. Give it a try. Take some time for yourself and nurture your writing life.